0: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Police arrest 15 people on suspicion of manipulating the share price of Jimmy Lai's next digital media company. The DAB tells Carrie Lam her government's been out of touch with the people and researchers are seeking 100 volunteers for the first clinical trials for a COVID vaccine in Hong Kong. Police have arrested 15 people for allegedly manipulating the share price of Next Digital after its founder, Jimmy Lai, was arrested on August 10th. The Chief Superintendent of the Police's Narcotics Bureau, Chung Wing Man, said they made 13,000 transactions in three days, creating an impression that the shares were in high demand and gained more than $38 million in total. However, she acknowledged at a press conference that they were not sure if investors were indeed misled.
1: It is very likely that we may never find out Because investors, they have many reasons to invest in a particular stock, but objectively speaking, it is very likely that some investors were attracted by the massive increase in trade volume, which is a forced market situation presented by these arrested persons.
0: The Securities and Futures Commission says it has no comment on the case. Activist investor David Webb, a former director of the Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing, says it's rather unusual for the police to be taking the lead on allegations of market manipulation, which is usually under the purview of the SFC. Mr Webb said he wasn't sure why the police had taken this step.
2: It was rather entertaining to hear the police say they're not even sure whether anyone was misled misled by what was happening and it might be quite difficult for them to make their case. In my view, no one should expect a signal from what other people are doing in the market. Each investor needs to make their own decision, even if they know what they're doing is betting on the greater fool to pay more for the stock than they do. That happens all the time in all sorts of stocks. And to, to be making such a show and dance out of it right now with a press conference, when by their own admission, they don't seem to have a lot of clear evidence, is rather puzzling. I don't know quite why the police are doing this
0: pro Beijing DAB party says it's told the chief executive to reconcile with the people, saying government policies in the past few years have been out of touch. The party's chairwoman, Starry Lee, says the executive council can play a greater role in policy formulation and interactions with political parties needs to be strengthened. Her party put forward 31 suggestions to Carrie Lam for the upcoming policy address. Ms Lee was asked if the government should reach out more.
3: Of course, uh, nowadays, the communication is not uh, limited to one way, especially the team should get used to the social media. Right? I hope that her team can uh, get in touch with people in different ways.
1: Uh, of course, the suggestion that we have raised is to make use of the Executive Council and uh, to have a better communication with the uh, Legislative Council. And I think these two are also important
0: volunteers are being recruited to take part in the first human trials in Hong Kong for a coronavirus vaccine scheduled to begin in November. Vicky Wong has
1: details. Professor Yoon Kwok-yung says they've received about $20 million from authorities and are hoping to recruit about 100 healthy people in Hong Kong for the trials. His comments came a day after the University of Hong Kong announced that mainland authorities had given the go-ahead for clinical trials for the nasal spray which it has been developing with Xiamen University and Beijing Wantai Biological Pharmacy. But Professor Yoon says there are three phases of clinical trials for vaccines, and after the first phase launches this year, it will take at least another year before the vaccine can be used.
0: Hong Kong has reported 12 coronavirus cases today, including five local infections. This includes two more people who took part in the government's universal testing scheme, which has now detected a total of 21 cases. The government estimates there are still around 100 silent coronavirus carriers in the community and has warned that any of these could cause an outbreak. Wendy Wong reports.
1: The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, based a figure on the number of carriers picked up in the government's free community testing scheme. Authorities have collected samples from more than 1.4 million people in the scheme and have found 19 new infections. Speaking on commercial radio, Mr Nip said it was difficult to predict how many more people would take part in the programme now that it's been extended for three more days until Monday. Mr Nip also spoke on an RTHK radio programme, calling on parents, teachers and students to get tested before face-to-face classes resume later this month.
0: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. The government says most departments will resume full public services from next Tuesday as the epidemic continues to stabilise here. But officials say social distancing precautions will still be taken. They're also expecting demand for such public services, which have been disrupted for months, to spike in the coming days and warned that processing times may be affected. Suicide prevention experts from the University of Hong Kong said people in the city look to be faring better than expected under the impact of COVID-19 in the aftermath of last year's protests, with no significant rise in suicide rates recorded in the first eight months of the year. Centre for Suicide Research and Prevention added that the suicide rate last year was slightly up from the year before, but youth suicide actually dropped. Centre's director, Paul Yip, says he's still concerned that suicide rates might rise later, but he says bonding among people and the prevalence of social media may have helped citizens deal with challenges.
4: It's not only the social media, I think it helps us to connect the people, but I think the resilience has been building up in the Hong Kong community. Even the social movement itself, it built up the resilience of the Hong Kong population. There are people, they like to participate, they don't want to give up. This co-sharing of all these materials, this thing, it creates some sort of bondage within the community itself. It helps the people to face up these sort of challenges.
0: The government is expecting to have to bear parts of the operating losses caused by the months-long suspension of the express rail link connecting Hong Kong to the mainland, with lawmaker and former KCR chairman Michael Teen estimating the sum to amount to several hundred million dollars. Services have been suspended since January due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Officials said according to its agreement with the MTR, the government-owned Kowloon Canton Railway Corporation will have to bear some of the losses if actual patronage deviates from its estimate by over 15%. Government says the companies will discuss whether the mechanism has been triggered. Here's Mr. Teen.
4: MTR is paying the government a leasing fee equivalent to 80 million a month. I think it's fair that after collecting this 80 million, because it's due to government's straight order to halt the operation of the express rail, they should be looking at a reimbursement of about 50%, half which is 500 million a year. So half of that, I think, is a starting point for negotiating.
0: The U.S. Consulate has sold its property at 37 Shoes on Hill Road for just shy of $2.6 billion. The U.S. Consulate General spokesman says the sale is a business decision and won't affect their presence or operations in the city. The buyer was local developer Hang Lung Properties, which says it will develop the land into luxury houses to be completed by 2024. Ocean Park says it will be impossible for it to turn its losses into a profit this year because of the coronavirus pandemic, which has kept its gates shut for all but around 50 days in 2020. The theme park needed a $5.4 billion injection from the government in May to stay afloat for another year. Park chairman Lao Ming-Wai couldn't rule out the park closing next year, but says it's too early to say either way. He says they're introducing two pilot schemes when it's allowed to reopen as early as next week, including a staycation, hiking and camping plan that will allow visitors to go on the park's trails for the first time. It's silly not to offer a genuine staycation experience where people can unwind from the hustle and Basso of the city. One of the biggest considerations is where can we locate a pilot episode of Camping Glamping with stunning views? I'm sure marketing will beat me up for saying too much, so uh, I cannot reveal the
5: exact location.
0: Tourism workers' unions say many tour guides have failed to apply for a $5,000 government subsidy for the sector, some because of disputes with their employers. The Hong Kong Tourism Industry Employees General Union says one travel agency refused to put its company stamp, which is needed on applications, on some 40 guides' forms. It says other tour guides also had problems getting their company stamp as their bosses haven't been in Hong Kong. Union's chairwoman, Sarah Leung, says the government has been too rigid and bureaucratic in screening applications.
1: The government refused to adjust the roof to the tour guide, uh, so we hope the uh can review the application to help them to quickly to get the funding.
0: The government of Indonesia has postponed plans to construct a new capital city to replace Jakarta, blaming the coronavirus pandemic. Here's the BBC's Peter Hyatt. Indonesia's current capital is overcrowded, filthy and sinking fast as it pumps drinking water out of the land it's built on. Rising sea levels add to the threat of flooding, which is already a regular event. So the government is planning to build a new capital much further east on the island of Borneo and nearer the geographical center of the country. Work was due to start next year, but officials are now quoted as saying Indonesia is switching its
5: priorities to fighting coronavirus. However, the officials say planning work on the 30 billion US dollar project is continuing.
0: Huge fire has broken out in the port of the Lebanese capital, Beirut, just over a month after a devastating explosion there. The blaze is reported to have begun in an area where oil and tyres were stored. It sent a column of thick black smoke towering over the city. The fire triggered memories of last month's deadly blast. Britain and the European Union have been holding urgent talks about new British legislation that overrides a key Brexit agreement and breaks international law. The European Commission wants assurances from the UK that the withdrawal agreement signed by both sides in January will be fully respected. The EU has strong concerns about the new bill on cross-border trading arrangements in Ireland. It has also been criticised by former Conservative Party leaders Michael Howard, now in the House of Lords. He's among those who've slammed the government. How can we reproach
4: Russia or China or Iran when their conduct falls below internationally accepted standards, when we are showing such scant regard for our treaty obligations?
0: Investors here didn't have much of an appetite for the market debut of Yum! China on the local bourse. Shares of the New York listed operator of KFC, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut chains in China were in the red throughout the day, slipping as much as 6.3 early on before recovering slightly to close 5% down at $390.20 per share. Property mogul Lee shao Kee is stepping down from his roles at Sung Hong Kai Properties. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, the property giant says the 92-year-old will be retiring as a non-executive director and the vice-chairman of the board, a position he's held since 1972. Mr Lee has stepped down as chairman and managing director of Henderson Land last year, handing the reins over to his two sons. Now, sport, and we start with tennis. The home favourite, Serena Williams, has reached the semi-finals of this year's US Open and remained on course for what would be a record equaling 24th Grand Slam singles title. Williams completed a three-set comeback against the unseeded Bulgarian, Svetana Pironkova, winning 4-6, 6-3, 6-2. The BBC's David Law was watching.
6: It hasn't been straightforward for her. I would say it's been an impressive fight back 6 2 in the third set against Fatana Peronkova, who is unseeded here and, in fact, unranked because Peronkova having given birth to her son three years ago, has not played a tennis tournament since. Wonderful match, really high quality, and Williams pushed to the limit, but she's come back, she's won it, and uh, two more matches to win for Serena Williams to try to reach that mark of 24 Grand Slam titles that she so seeks.
0: Williams will play Victoria Azarenka in the semi-finals. In the men's draw, Dominic Thiem cruised into the semi-finals with a straight-sets win over Alex de Mino. There he'll face Daniel Medvedev of Russia. In the NBA playoffs, the Toronto Raptors outlasted the Boston Celtics in double overtime to force a Game 7 on their second-round series. Og and Unruh b hits a three pointer with less than a minute left to give the defending NBA champions the lead for good. The Raptors prevailed 125-122. The efforts were built on the leadership of Kyle Lowry, who led all players with 33 points in 53 minutes played.
4: That's just two hard teams playing hard, and you know it's just a tough double overtime game. But don't matter how you get it done, no matter who has to do it. Coach believes in us and what we do. We believe in him and what he believes and what, what he wants us to do, and uh, we got the Game 7.
0: Elsewhere, the Los Angeles Clippers are one way, one win away from reaching the Western Conference final. They beat Denver 96-85 to 85 behind 30 points from Kawhi Leonard. The Nuggets now find themselves down three games to one for a second series in a row. In baseball, the Atlanta Braves hammered the Miami Marlins in a result that resembles an NFL scoreline. The Braves set a franchise scoring record by winning 29-9. Adam Duval drove in nine runs for Atlanta with three homers, including a grand slam. Remind of our top stories tonight. Police arrest 15 people on suspicion of manipulating the share price of Jimmy Lai's next digital media company. DAB tells Carrie Lam her government's been out of touch with the people and researchers are seeking 100 volunteers for the first clinical trials for a COVID vaccine in Hong Kong. The news Smart THK. It's time now to look at stories covered in this evening's news wrap program. Police said they've arrested 15 people over the recent price surge in Next Digital shares after the arrest of its founder Jimmy Lai last month. Chief Superintendent Chung win Man said the group is alleged to have used social media to attract small investors, making a profit of 38 million dollars in three days. Anna Marie Evans asked activist investor David Webb, former director of the Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing, what he made of the arrests. Well, it's it- rather unusual for the police to be taking the lead on
2: allegations of market manipulation. That's normally the purview of the Securities and Futures Commission, or SFC, and they would take cases to the magistrates' courts uh, for criminal prosecution or to the market misconduct tribunal for a civil case. Um, It was rather entertaining to hear the police say they're not even sure whether anyone was misled by what was happening. Uh, In my view, no one should expect a signal from what other people are doing in the market. Each investor needs to make their own decision, even if they know what they're doing is betting on the greater fool to pay more for the stock than they do. That happens all the time in all sorts of stocks. Uh, So, um, and and to to be making such a show and dance out of it right now with a press conference, when by their own admission, they don't seem to have uh, a lot of um, clear evidence, um, is rather puzzling. I don't know quite why the police are doing this.
1: The Securities and Futures Commission says it has no comments on the case. As a regulator, part of its duties, as you say, is to look into market irregularities. So how likely is it that the reputation and its role as a regulator will be undermined because of this case?
2: Well, you know, I would hope that they would, in these special circumstances, either confirm or deny that they've been assisting the police on this, because if the police have gone off on a frolic of their own without the assistance of the SFC, um, in terms of... uh, analysing market data, uh, because the SSD does have access to that, uh, and the police don't normally, um, then it would be very odd. Uh, but if they're, if they're working together on it, and if for some reason they wanted the police to go take the lead, then, then that may be a new style of working that they haven't previously used.
1: Now, the news of the police's arrests broke during trading hours, and trading of next digital shares wasn't suspended. So what do you make of that?
2: Well, there's no obvious reason why it would be. What people do in the shares of a stock doesn't directly relate to the company itself. Um, So, uh, and uh, you know, as far as I know, nobody on social media ever claims to have special knowledge about the company when they were urging others to buy the shares. They may have had their own, um, you know, well-meaning but misguided reasons for for urging others to buy the stock. As I said at the time, or soon afterwards, uh, when you when you buy shares in the market, you're not supporting. the the company that issues those shares, you're supporting the people who are selling them. So it was rather misguided for people to say that, but I don't think there was
0: any claim to to, uh, to have special information about it. Suicide prevention experts from the University of Hong Kong say people here appear to be faring better than can be expected under the impact of COVID-19 and the aftermath of last year's protests. The Centre for Suicide Research and Prevention says there's been no significant rise in suicide rates over the first eight months of the year. Centre's Director Paul Yip told Francis Sid he thinks Hong Kongers have become more resilient over the past year.
4: What we have seen in last year during the social movement itself, the people, I think they form some bondage. Of course, I think we still talk about a very polarised society. But within that group, they build up some sort of bondage. This sort of bondage itself, I think they could be a protect. And then they feel that they are not being alone. That created social support. And also after the SARS, we have learned from the very painful experiences we have grown such that when we have a new epidemic, we are much better prepared than the other country which they did not have the epidemic before the people they now they spend more time at home they have more opportunities to show their care and support to one another but on the other hand there are some people who might be disadvantaged by this right so when you live in a very small apartment and then I think you tend to have more tension so what we are trying to say is that during the COVID-19 is that not necessarily all bad but there's some segment of the community that could be benefit but some might be adverse so what we need to do is, is to show for those who are being disrupted by the COVID-19 and then they should get the support what they need to show that they have not been forgotten I mean support and care available to them
1: Could we be seeing kind of a delay effect though like we haven't seen significant increase in suicide trends in the first eight months but what about the rest of the year?
4: Yes, that is worry too because our economy is going to have more difficulties now the unemployment rate is expected to go up the more retrenchment i think in the future all the research suggests to us that in the time of a high unemployment rate that could lead to a high suicide rate so i think there could be some delay of this effect i think we need to do more preparation in terms of financially and emotionally to prepare this financial downturn
1: who are some of the more vulnerable groups looking forward, apart from people who might be hit financially, other groups that we might have to pay more attention to? And how uh, should the society and the government prepare for this possible increase in suicide slavery?
4: Hong Kong is an aging society already. I think we are 18% of people the age 60 or above. And then in our latest statistic, it suggests that for men age 60 or above, I think they have a higher rate. So I think there are multiple ways to do it. First of all, for those elderly people, they should pay more attention to their mental health. If they are not well, please do sit help because men is not very good at sitting help. And at the same time, I think if you have your relative and friends who are in this category, please try to help. If they are alone, there are no support. And then we also can be the gatekeeper.
0: Wildlife populations around the world have declined on average by 68% in the last 50 years. That's according to a new report by the conservation charity WWF. The loss of nearly two-thirds of our wild animals is mainly due to agriculture and habitat destruction. The report uses the phrase nature is in free fall. So what can be done to change this? And do we all have a part to play? The BBC's Bola Musura asked Marco Lambertini, the director general of WWF International, what part human beings have played in this catastrophe.
6: Unfortunately, uh, we are playing uh, the majority of the part in this. And uh, as you just alluded in your introduction, the main reason is habitat destruction. Habitat destruction related to our current development and economic uh, model that uh, is basically making profits at the expenses of nature and the environment. And that's exactly where we need to focus our attention in order to change the tide of wildlife decline and species extinction. And by the way, this is not a problem just for the wildlife in itself. There, of course, we want uh, to respect and coexist with uh, and and protect and love. But it's also increasingly an issue uh, related to us. Uh, It is an economic problem as much as a conservation problem. Uh, The services that wildlife provide to us, to our economy are huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we talk about wildlife, you always maybe think uh, instinctively to tigers and elephants, of course, but think about the pollinators, the insects that actually Uh, uh, and pollinate crops, two-thirds of our crops. Imagine the fish in the ocean, hundreds of millions of jobs, livelihoods, and nutritious diets depend on it. So massive economic and social contributions that are disappearing with the disappearance of wildlife.
1: Because it's interesting when you spoke about profits above being put above nature, you know, my mind automatically went to the Amazon rainforest and other uh, uh, areas such as even in Kenya where they say cattle is being, uh, you know, where grazers, these massive cattle farmers, you know, kind of cutting down, uh, you know, the the, the rainforest in order to make way for their, their animals. but. As you say, it's also to do with the pollinators, the bees, and as we've seen over the past few months during the lockdown, how nature suddenly seemed to recover (laughs) and people were seeing animals even in cities where they hadn't seen them before. So bringing it closer to home to those people who live in cities, for instance, what part can people play wherever they are in the
6: world? Uh, fundamentally is is about uh, as i said our food system this is the main driver of nature love, nature loss today globally and because we are a globalized economy the food that we eat imports if you like nature destruction with it uh, and 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 drives deforestation for example in the places that you mentioned and an impact on the ocean and so on and so forth so uh, uh, adopting diets that are more sustainable and food that does not drive for example, deforestation, uh, it is probably the most important contribution we can do in, every, uh, in our everyday life. And, uh, and of course, uh, 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 together with that, is to speak up and ask our political and business leaders as consumers and voters to embrace uh, a, a serious plans to mitigate both climate change and nature loss, these two sides of our current ecological challenge.
1: If I can ask you, Mr. Lamentini, very briefly about that issue of diet, you're talking to somebody who's a, I am 100% a carnivore. Telling somebody like me that I should maybe be moving more to a plant-based diet, I have to tell you, would be a major challenge, and I know I'm not alone in that. Um, how would you, um, you know, how would you talk to people like me and others that, you know, this is why this is so important?
6: So, the, first of all, um, we, we don't need, I mean, at the end of the day, it becomes also a personal choice, and we don't need to take a radical approach. But there is no doubt that uh, uh, particularly beef production is the main driver and has got a footprint on the planet, which is uh, very, very heavy. And so, reduce and, and eat a sustainable food as much as possible. Uh, it is still the most important contribution that we can do uh, uh, in our right. everyday life.
0: President Donald Trump has been accused of deliberately misleading the American people about the gravity of the coronavirus pandemic. The claims come in a new book by the journalist Bob Woodward. They've now been picked up by the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. He's accused the president of lying to the people for months and of failing to do his job. BBC's Nick Bryant reports from
5: New York. Even as the coronavirus began claiming scores of American lives, the U.S. president publicly talked down the threat. It
4: will go away. You know it. W- you know it is going away, and it will go away, and we're going to have a great victory.
5: But at the same time, Donald Trump was telling the legendary Watergate journalist Bob Woodward that he deliberately played down the pandemic, even though he understood the deadliness of the virus. Well, I think Bob really, to be honest with sure, you. Sure, I want you to. I be. wanted to. Uh, I wanted to always play it down, I still like
0: playing it down, yes, sir, because I don't want to create a panic.
5: This was impossible to dismiss as fake news, and instead the President tried to explain his comments.
4: I'm a cheerleader for this country, I love our country, and I don't want people to be frightened, I don't want to create panic as you say, and uh, certainly I'm not going to uh, drive uh, this country or the world into a
5: frenzy. His Democratic rival Joe Biden is already leading in the polls and he immediately weaponized what the president's critics will seize upon as a COVID-smoking gun. He lied to the American people. He knowingly and willingly lied about the threat opposed to the country for months. He had the information. He knew how dangerous it was and while this deadly disease ripped through our nation, he failed to do his job on purpose. Donald Trump keeps on trying to change the conversation to law and order, but we keep on returning to the health crisis that's claimed the lives of more than 190,000 Americans. This feels like a COVID campaign.
0: As one of the most densely populated cities in the world, you wouldn't think there's been much in the way of agricultural development in Hong Kong in recent years. But that's not the case when it comes to hydroponic farming. RTHK's Violet Wong explains.
3: It's not what usually comes to mind when you think of a farm. Everything's indoors, there's no sun and not even any soil. This is the hottest form of farming in Hong Kong, hydro farms. As the name suggests, crops are grown in nutrient-rich water, not soil. Many facilities look more like laboratories, maintaining rows and rows of shelves under LED lights in a bacteria-free environment. Dr. Wong Ho Wan, an Agricultural Management Officer with the Agricultural, Fisheries and Conservation Department, says there are now around 50 hydro farms in Hong Kong, seven times more than the seven that existed here in 2013. He says while the farms only make up around 3% of locally grown produce, the sector is growing, and his department is trying to help these farms grow more types of fruits and vegetables by teaching them the technical know-how. He says they've recently been successful in getting local hydro farms to grow strawberries, cherry tomatoes and spinach, traditionally winter crops all year round. This is because everything in these farms, including the temperature and humidity, is adjustable and unaffected by the weather. Dr. Wong says such produce may not be the cheapest, but is of good quality and guaranteed to be free of pesticides.
4: They have some special values. For example, the strawberries and cherry tomatoes. You can buy these products in the market from other sources. But why do we promote these products? Because they have special flavors and they have enhanced sweetness. That's why we are thinking that these products can have a good sales in the market. And also we want the public to know that uh, we can actually, in Hong Kong, we can grow these types of products
0: with good quality.
3: He added that the strawberries and cherry tomatoes will keep bearing fruits for around a year, so there will be multiple harvest cycles.
0: Those stories are part of the News Wrap program, which was broadcast on RTHK earlier this evening.
5: Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, take preventive measures when commuting, avoid rush hours and busy times, and take advantage of flexible working hours. Wear a mask when taking a ride. If possible, open the windows to ventilate the vehicle. Clean your hands with liquid soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub after using public transport or touching public facilities. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19.
6: Radio 3, live on the web.
1: rthk.org.hk
2: January to December We'll have moments to read
5: Yes, the moment is now. Nostalgia, from now until 1 a.m. The ever, ever popular The Green Leaves of Summer, performed by Johnny Pearson and his orchestra. That brings the time number 14, fourteen twenty-six 26 minutes to midnight.
3: Hi. Because to tell you the truth,
6: I'll be lonely.
1: I don't
0: mind being lonely. When my heart tells me
6: you are lonely too.
3: I'll walk alone, they'll ask me why.